So naturally, I've just kind of been an Xbox person since then, just because my friends had it. And so the first, you know, I have both, like you said, the Series X and the PS5. I haven't opened the PS5 yet. I've been debating whether I want to sell that to somebody for, you know, just regular retail price to help them out for the holidays, because I'm not sure if I'm ever going to get to it. But I'm loving the One X. I, the only thing that I'm honestly noticing the most is just how fast everything is. Like, like it's insane. You know, really the only games that I've been playing the most are Madden or uh, really Call of Duty. And loading up Call of Duty used to take forever. And I never realized it until actually getting the X booted, the Series X booted up. I mean, it's like 10 seconds as opposed to almost like a full minute and a half to two minutes to get to the actual menu. It's crazy how much faster it is. And I did not know. I thought maybe that was just a byproduct of my internet connection in the basement or something. No, that's all the power, the processing power. It's insane. Welcome to Geared Up. I'm Andrew Edwards. We're back and I am John Rettinger. Geared Up is your typically weekly look at the world of consumer electronics and gadgets. Before we introduce our guest, which may be the best of all time... It's been a while, John, and I actually did not realize how long it has been since our last episode. Been a long time. So if, if anybody wants to yell at us, uh, yell at Andrew. <laughs> you know, I kept saying, let's, let's record, Andrew's recording. I kept saying, no, John, I can't. I'm too busy. It's not time. So it hurt my feelings <laughs> as a person, but also I understood it. You know, in the, in the interim, we've had iPhones, Android devices come out, holidays, it's been uh, just an insane like two months, but, but we are back. We're feeling uh, we are back. Re- feeling refreshed with the world's greatest guest. Yes. Yeah, so let's let's talk about. So the reason that we've been so busy is because Apple has had a ridiculous fourth quarter. True. And on top of that, we had two major game consoles launched. Like this has been the craziest fourth quarter that I think I've ever seen. I mean, I've been doing this for like sixteen and a half years. So speaking of Apple, our guest. Some people say Apple is the most valuable company in the world, which is true. This is the most valuable guest, at least this week, in the world. Mr. Dan Barbera from Mac Rumors. How are you doing, sir? <laughs> you know, I think I'm only ever going to agree to come on this podcast because the introductions <laughs> are just so kind. I'm good, guys. How are you guys doing? Doing great. Uh, doing great. So let, let's just jump into this news. We've had... The things that have happened since our last show, we've had the release of the iPhone 12 mini, 12, 12 Pro, 12 Pro Max, the MagSafe Duo, the HomePod mini, M1, MacBook Air, Mac mini, MacBook Pro, Xbox One X, One S, PS5, and PS5 Digital Edition. I'm tired just hearing that list, like get run through. I'm sure there's (laughs) more that I didn't even mention, but that's everything, and I, I would assume... You know what? Why don't, why don't we hold off on Apple for just a minute? Let's jump into these game consoles because we were talking about that for yes. quite a while on this show. And then our last episode actually was the interview we did with Microsoft and Samsung mm-hmm. talking about cloud streaming. But streaming aside, we have now the the two most powerful consoles ever released. I know both of you have both of these, as do I. Yeah. But both of you have seemingly chosen a side already which I thought was interesting. John, why don't we start with you? What <laughs> okay. are you doing over there? So I, I've been disappointing me. I mean, so I've been, <laughs> listen, so I was always a Nintendo kid and then I was an Xbox guy since yeah. the very first Xbox. Honestly, it was really uh, mostly a controller play. I just liked the controller better mm-hmm. than, than anything else. And the controllers were always, uh, always better. So I just went for, for the Xbox. I was really intrigued 
by the DualSense controller for the PS5. And when the Xbox Series consoles hit, I was a bit disappointed the UI looked identical to the Xbox One X. Yeah. I mean, it looked, I could have closed my eyes and, or opened them up again and not be able to tell, you know, difference between any of the consoles. It, just, it, it was yeah. missing that newness feeling for me as somebody who had always had an Xbox. So I figured, okay, I'm just, I really want to play the Spider-Man game because I never played them because I didn't have a PS4. So I said, okay, I'm, I'm just going to use that as my main console. So I, I switched to the PS5 and I set up a Series S at my house, mostly to play uh, Madden on since I already had paid for that. And I had an interesting experience with the PS5. And I, I got very vocal with uh, Insomniac Games, actually, on, on Twitter and then offline with them trying to figure things out. My Miles Morales game was crashing every four minutes. It would freeze, and then it would reboot the console. And it kept happening and happened. In fact, I could not play the game. And then that was sort of my first experience with the PS5, was sort of that negativity. And I loved the things like Astro's Playroom. We could experience sort of the DualSense controller to itself. My kids and I were playing Sackboy. I mean, I was really enjoying the experience, but I couldn't really use it, which is disappointing. So I was talking to Insomniac Games on Twitter, and they pushed out three software pushes. They were aware of issues affecting some consoles. They said they thought it was something that had to do with consoles connected to receivers using ARC and that kind of stuff. So some people obviously were like, you're crazy. Mine's been fine. So the issues appear to be fixed. I beat Miles Morales, and now I am back in love with my PlayStation 5. It's my long, my long story of my launch date issues. Okay. So those of you who couldn't get a okay. PS5 or waited to get one, uh, it probably was the right call. <laughs> yes, yes. Dan, how about you? Where are you at? I'll give you a brief story if I got time. I used to be back in the day, you know, like John said, Nintendo, but then my first like major next level gaming system was the PS2. Well, I had PlayStation then. I went naturally to the PS2. Mm-hmm. Never got the original Xbox. And I actually only had a PS2 because my brother's friend brought one over one time and like left it at our house and never came back to get it. <laughs> and I was in seventh grade. I was in seventh grade. And me and my buddy were obsessed with WWE, WWF at the time. And there was that SmackDown game that was supposed to be like next level on PS2. And we wanted to get it so bad. We went, we rented it. We played it for like three seconds. It was terrible. And we just ultimately (laughs) fell in love with Grand Theft Auto 3 because that was the other game that I had. Seventh graders, Grand Theft Auto 3 makes perfect sense. Right. So I was like, yeah, my parents were great. They did definitely (laughs) monitoring that. So, you know, I was PlayStation for a while until, honestly, there was no reason to switch. It was just college. My dorm mates had an Xbox, and that was just an easier way for it to play. So, naturally, I've just kind of been an Xbox person since then, just because my friends had it. And so, the first, you know, I have both, like you said, the Series X and the PS5. I haven't opened the PS5 yet. I've been debating whether I want to sell that to somebody for you know just regular retail price to help them out for the holidays right because i'm not sure if i'm ever going to get to it but i'm loving the one x i the only thing that i'm honestly noticing the most is just how fast everything is. is yeah like like it's insane you know really the only games that i've been playing the most are madden or uh really call of duty and loading up Call of Duty used to take forever and I never realized it until actually getting yeah. the X booted the Series X booted up. I mean, it's like 10 seconds as opposed to almost like a full minute and a half to 2 minutes to get to the actual menu. It's crazy how much it's, faster it is and I did not know. I thought maybe that was just a byproduct of my internet connection in the basement or something. Yeah. No, that's all the power the processing power. It's insane. It's wild. The Xbox quick resume feature is amazing as well mm-hmm. you know, i was playing some few games on the xbox and like the ability to just hop between games is that feels really next gen to me yeah yeah 
Absolutely. Um, and even if the games don't. But do you do you agree with me that like it just it's aesthetically there's no newness? I mean the controller is pretty much the same, the UI is the same. Do you feel like it's missing that like new coat of paint, or you don't care? So I haven't played like a next gen game actually the next gen madden version came out today so i'm looking forward to downloading that to see if there's like a huge difference my buddy got the um fifa update for the next gen version for and he said there was a huge difference and noticed like it seemed as if they like revamped a lot of gameplay and stuff so i'm curious to see but honestly no we've talked about how this does not feel new at all and how that's the reason why i ended up picking up a ps5 to like see if that would help make me more excited to i mean once i open it of course but like there's no new dual sense controller like what you said yeah. you know you don't get that like there's nothing like you said there's nothing really new it is cool to get that processing power and to cut down on time ultimately to play more games faster but i haven't noticed anything different i even bought a new tv for hdmi 2.1 to get variable refresh rate and to get <laughs> like 120 yeah. hertz gaming and i honestly could not tell a difference did you oh, set no. it up properly uh, I think so. I changed all the settings, uh, but of course, again, I've just been super addicted to Warzone, and that's really the only thing I've played. That's a previous gen game, just FYI. Right. <laughs> there is no, for those who are wondering, there is no carryover that way, you know. Yeah. So we got to wait and see until I download a series, you know, a Series X game. There you go, Andrew. What, Andrew, what about you? My strategy's been a little different. So I've owned every console since the like the ps3 xbox one era that's where i kind of started in like with what i do for work so i needed to own everything and so i've always leaned more towards xbox just because most of my friends are there and i think gaming is most fun when it's social but obviously playstation has had the fantastic like single player games i feel like playstation's always been great for single player games and xbox has always been great for multiplayer games This generation, the decision that I've made based on using both consoles, probably within the first, I don't know, week or so, I guess I had the Xbox early, but the speed and power of the Xbox has led me to the decision that obviously anything that's only Xbox will be played on Xbox, but anything that's a cross-platform game that's available on both, I will play on the Xbox due to the very noticeable speed and graphical improvements. Anything that's PlayStation only, obviously, that's where I'm going to play it. So I'll still have my PlayStation. I'll still use my PlayStation. I'm sure I'll use it often, kind of like Miles Morales, as John was saying. Great game, super fun. I've been totally into that. As far as the coat of paint goes, I think I'm different in that whether it's game systems or phones, like a lot of people will be like, the iOS home screen never changes. It's so boring. And my opinion is I'm only on the home screen ever for like three seconds until I find what app I want to use that I'm in the app. So I'm not really bored by the home screen because I go into the experience I'm looking for. Similar to the game console, I guess, like with the Xbox, it is the exact same. I believe until just yesterday when they released an update that adds a bunch of different themes and stuff that you can apply to your home screen. When I turn on my Xbox or PlayStation, I'm just looking for the game that I want to launch and then I launch the game and then I'm in. So I don't really care all that much about like the home screen experience. However, that PlayStation controller is, I 100% agree, that is a next generation feature. That is something that you've never had before that you have now that the technology allows you to do today that you couldn't do before. Have you messed around with Astro's player on it? Just sort of, it's like a love letter to the controller. 
Yeah, I did. I did. And I, so I was like, okay, the, the controller, like, I don't know. It's the kind of game for me that like after 10 minutes, I was like, okay, I get it. The controller's yeah. different. I feel it, but it's like, I don't want to beat this game. I'm not compelled to go through every single level and, and see what you have to offer. But that said, I mean, the controller's just, it's, it's really nice. It's really nice. On the Xbox side, I use the, what's it called? Like the Elite? Yep. The Elite controller. Two or whatever. That's what I use over there. But when it comes to the speed of new, like current gen or next generation games, it's it's night and day. Like the, the speed at which the Xbox handles things and switches between things and, and it's just absurd. It's like it's like they put an M1 MacBook chip in there. It's hmm. just it's just fantastic. It's funny that's the analogy for speed now. <laughs> right. The analogy <laughs> for speed is a chip that people assumed would not be able to hang with what Intel could yeah. do. But yeah, that's that's my strategy right now. I'm very happy with both consoles. I have had hiccups with both, but overall, I'm excited to see what's coming like down the future. Especially like you just load up NBA 2K Next Gen right now on either console and just look and just just play. Like you, instantly, you're like, okay, I get it. This is incredible. I have had one issue with the Series X. I was wondering if you had the same problem. Have you noticed that if you boot up like either your headset or your elite controller just doesn't connect and you have to basically for my fix i have to unplug it physically from the back of the xbox and then plug it back in this happens to me like once every five boot ups it's super obnoxious my headset will not pair at all i have a steel series arctic 9x whatever that one was and uh yeah it just won't won't connect i have to sometimes my elite controller won't connect it'll just keep blinking i have to physically unplug the xbox and plug it back in check for yesterday's update which is supposed to be a big bug bug fix update i haven't had that issue on the playstation side though i've had this issue where i have an ssd plugged in first of all let me complain for just a second why can you not store next gen games externally even if you're not playing them, I understand you can't play them externally because they need to be on the PCIe 4.0 internal. But yeah. the Xbox allows you to store them externally and then just move them over when you want to play them. The PlayStation has not a lot of storage in it. And if it's full, you just have to delete your game and re-download it later. But that said, I use an external drive on the PlayStation 5 to store PS4 and earlier games on to play them from there. Yeah, I plugged it in in the back, which it tells you to do. It's recommended. And then every other boot up, it's like, hey, your drive is corrupt. And we need to repair it. And it takes like 45 minutes to repair it. And then it fails. And then you unplug and plug it back in. It's like, oh, everything's cool. Fantastic. Eventually, I had to plug it into the front where it says, do not plug in to the front because it's not as fast as a port. But then it works perfectly in the front. It's just these little launch bugs with these consoles that, you know, they, they rush to finish these and get yeah. them out before the end of the year. But I do believe these are all software things that will be cleared up with a couple of updates. Yeah, I agree. That's why I haven't like rushed to freak out about returning this or anything. I just said I'll give it some time and hope that, yeah, you know, it's not the end of the world. The one thing that I like about this generation, which we've never had before, is you have on day one a lot of people saw this as a negative for some reason but like on the xbox on day one you have the full backwards compatibility so you're not waiting a couple years in and then they announce backwards compatibility like they've had in the past on day one not only do you have the backwards compatibility but several games i think like on day one it was 10 games and today it's 
it's been increased, I think, to 30, where previous-gen games have now received updated assets to be either 4K or 120 hertz or both. So now you're getting the next-gen experience on games that if you were a PlayStation person, you're just getting an Xbox now, you're not, these are new games to you. Like even if they're old yeah. games to someone else, these are new to you games that take advantage of the newer hardware. And I was playing this game, Ori and the Will of the Wisps. It's on Game Pass. Beautiful game. It's a game that actually came out and I decided to wait. I was like, I'm not going to play this until the Series X comes out. And they updated it to where you have two options. You can play it in 6K down super sampled to 4K. So it's super high resolution. Or you can play it at 4K, 120 hertz. And either one is incredible. So even, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, you're playing old games. It's like, this. it's not, if I've never played it before, how is it old? If I've never played this in my life and it's using the next gen features that even the Xbox One X does not have, how is this an old game? Right. Console haters. Yeah, it's you're going to get that PCMR thing going on and always. Yeah. I'd rather have more games, whether they're new or not. I mean, they're not going to make a Madden and release it in in the summer and then immediately have a brand new Madden come out two months later. They're just updating it to make you make you feel like, you know, hey, you, your purchase was justified. Here's a 4K version that you can play for the first time. Although they did do that for NBA 2K. It's like a totally di- it's not even an upgrade. <laughs> it's like a totally different, totally different game game Dan, that for, they released. For important questions, do you have to update? Like, will it just update itself to next gen if you have it installed on an X or an S? Or do you have to go and like re-download the game and search for it and find it? I think you have to go and re-download it, to be honest. But I, I don't quote me on that. I. I think it's almost they're treating it as if it's a separate game. game but you don't have to buy it, right? You, you, no, no, no. You, you should. It should be included. But depends on the game. Yeah. So some games you just download the the software update and you'll get the assets. But other games you will have to have to actually like re-download the whole game, depending on what the optimizations are. Apparently. All right. But it'll let so, you know. Okay. When you download, Andrew, we just spent the whole first half of the podcast talking to the guy from Mac Rumors about. <laughs> that's right. That's right. About about games. Not just games, but how he's using his next-gen console to play a last-gen game. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, hey, <laughs> you know. About, talk about misusing our guests. <laughs> Mismanagement of our guests. I feel like this is where I can show a different side of myself. A side where I know nothing about any of there it. There you go. So. There you go. Nothing wrong with that. But, but, yeah. but John's right. Let's switch over. Let's switch over to something that Dan is a little more comfortable with. Let's do it. Let's talk about these new iPhones. Apple released four new iPhones a couple of months ago. And from what I'm seeing, this is the first time where people, even in like the tech world, are having a hard time settling on which is the phone to get. Like before the phones were announced, people were saying, you know, I use the biggest phone. I use the 11 Pro Max. Who's going to want the 12 mini? Then the 12 mini comes out and like 25% of the people are like, oh, this is so good. This is the one to have. It's so nice. It fits in your hand. One-handed use, et cetera. Other people, 12 Pro Max, these cameras are fantastic. The regular 12. The 12 Pro is probably the one that I see most people saying, mm, I don't know if you should get this one. It might not be worth the extra money. Although this time, the jump from a 12 to a 12 Pro is It's $170 versus $300 in previous years. So even that jump is smaller. But I want to see get your guys' take. How are you feeling about these new phones? What is your current opinion? 
I think I'm all over the place. <laughs> I honestly like all four of them. Yeah. And I, I, I can't decide. So I'm just reverting back to old habits and using the gigantic Pro Max because <laughs> battery life and bigger screen. And I, I hate the size. I'm not a big fan, but I've just always been using it because it's quote unquote the best of the best. So just use it. It's a horrible mentality to have, but you know, that's just kind of what I've been. But honestly, I really love the size of the 12 and the 12 Pro. Yeah. And I think it's perfect. And I'm honestly about ready to switch back here to the 12 Pro just so that you get the the extra camera. Is it necessary? Probably not for most people out there. That's kind of my take on that. If you really are in the mood to save as much money as you can, but still get a good device, I think the 12 is perfect for most people. You know, you don't sacrifice size too much. Don't sacrifice too much battery. Right. You still have all of the same features. It's no longer the display is an issue because that's what held a lot of people back from the regular 11. You know, the display was just not as good. Again, most people that don't look at these things side, especially side by side, probably wouldn't notice. But, you right. know, it's like the stigma of knowing that it's not quite as good. But now, I mean, they're all fine. They're all just as good. They're all OLED. They're great, in my opinion. Whether you need that extra camera or not is up to you. Uh, if you're really taking a lot of telephoto, <laughs> like, I mean, I just, I don't know if most people need it. And yeah. then when you're looking at the pro to the pro, I mean, like you said, it's only a couple, like what, a hundred, 150 bucks difference between the 12 and the 12 pro. So yeah, I mean, if you want to do the 12 pro, that's fine. I don't think most people need the 12 pro max. I, I know there are some exclusive camera features for the first time between the two pro devices. I personally haven't seen anything crazy different that leads me to want to like tell people to get a 12 pro max over a regular 12 pro. So, yeah, I think that kind of hits the nail on the head though. I think the 12 pro max really at the end of the day, you would pick that up for one of three reasons. You really want a large screen would be one, one obvious one. You really want the best battery life possible, or you really love photography and that those extra camera features or better cameras, better hardware is worth it to you. If those, if one of those three things don't matter to you, it seems like the Pro Max would, wouldn't be a great buy. Right. Yeah, I can get behind that for sure. To me, the differences to the average consumer are going to be so minimal, at least in terms of the cameras. Um, obviously, like you said, the first two reasons are, that's kind of hard to beat. I can't change the size of the 12 right. and the 12 pro so if you really just want those two then there's really no nothing else to think about just go ahead and get that one but i mean if you're thinking strictly on a camera basis that you're going to be missing out i don't think you really will be i think you're still going to be able to capture just as good pictures on the other three devices really (laughs) yes i've been using the pro max myself mostly for similar reasons to what you said it's like that's just what i'm used to i'm used to that size there are times where i'm holding and i'm like this is just not comfortable Why am I forcing myself to use this? I feel like it's so I can see the differences in the camera when it's very specific shots. And so I want to have that ability when I want to take a photo, but it's not like I'm taking photos all day. So it almost feels like maybe I should make the switch and have just the standard 12 pro in my pocket. And when I'm going to do like a photo session or whatever, then go grab the pro max and use that. But aside from size, wait, John, where are you at? Last year, you were making a switch 
So I've been quiet here for a reason. So we brought in the expert for Mac rumors to give wrong opinions on the oh. iPhones. Oh, oh wow! Listen, wow. I'm, I'm calling, calling you out. Me Incorrect I'm opinions calling you out. being shared. No real difference. I heard no real difference between the Pro and the Pro Max. If battery life isn't a difference to you, then I suppose you're correct. Well, <laughs> <laughs> oh, hold um, on. Wait, wait. You're saying I'm right because you don't see you don't see a notice in the difference in battery. You said I don't think people are going to notice a difference between the Pro and the Pro Max. I'm saying. I'm all about the big phones. I've embraced it. I'm living that max life and battery He's life is it. stupid, stupid good and easily outpaces my battery life on the regular pro. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm there. There, well, there is issue one with your statement. Well, hold, hold on. Let me let me clarify. I was strictly okay. talking about in terms of camera because the other two are physical appearances or well, I mean you can relate the battery as a physical, you know, it's physically larger. Obviously it has a bigger battery. So I just assumed those two would be obvious, but just so that it's just in case it's not. And people take Um, me at face value for that. I want to say strictly (laughs) I'm talking camera wise. Obviously if you want giving you, I'm just giving you, but yeah. Oh no, the battery life is just second to Um, none. It's, it's, it's awesome. Yeah. It's hard to beat. And I, on behalf of the big phone users of the world, I want to dispel a rumor a misconception, a misnomer, if you will, a 12 Pro Max is unwieldy and gigantic with its 6.7-inch screen. The square design makes it feel bigger in the hand, yes. but it is nominally larger than the 11 Pro Max. I That's mean, if you correct. hold those two next to each other, there's very little difference in physical size. So if you yes. use an 11 Pro Max happily or a 10S Max even happily, you're not going to have any problem with this. But I keep seeing over and over that it's huge. It's gigantic. I don't know how anybody can fit that whole tablet in their pants. It's what you just said. Everybody has been clamoring for some reason. Oh, I'm so bored by this iPhone 6, 7, 8, 10 curved design. Bring back this square. And then Apple does. And it's like, oh, now this is not uncomfortable. This is not as comfortable. Yeah. Of course not. Because your round is more comfortable than sharp. So, yes. Yeah. This goes back to the whole thing you said about the Xbox earlier, where it's like people just, I want a visual difference, difference. and then I'm going to be excited. And then when they do it, it's like, nope, it's not as comfortable now. Well, that's because they, they, they were optimizing for comfort, and you complained about it. So now they optimize I for looks. agree. And now it's agree. not as comfortable. And uh, I have controversial opinions, I think, on the generation iPhones. Oh, I think there go. are really only two iPhones, two, only two iPhones to choose from. Here we go. I'm a man of strong. I'm a man of strong opinions. I know they're not <laughs> always popular opinions. And I'm coming from somebody who does generally gravitate towards larger phones. I love that the mini exists, but a phone with horrible battery life, I cannot use and cannot be a daily phone for me. When the world does eventually get back to normal, we're not sitting on our couches just on Wi-Fi all the time. Abysmal battery life is not a phone that I can use. Agreed. It's not um, abysmal. It's bad. It's bad. No, it's no, no. Bad. Hold up. It's, it's, look, it's it so tiny. Look better, at it. It's so tiny. It has better okay. battery life than the 10s from a couple of years ago. So if people were cool with the 10s, this is better than that. The battery life is better than that. Not in my use case, at least. No, of course. I'm not saying for the power users, but I'm saying for the average person out there, if you use a 10s, this I has better life than 10s. I'm not even a power user. Like I'm on Instagram and Twitter. You're and a power like- user. You're, and you like are John freaking Rettinger. Don't talk Amazing. about yourself that so wait, way. So let me, let me finish. I don't consider the Mini really a good choice for most people who don't have access to a charger many times throughout the day. I think the iPhone 12 is probably the perfect phone for almost everybody. It feels mm-hmm. extremely, I mean, it feels eerily light, uh, which is a, it's a very strange feeling. It is weird. Again, you've got the OLED screen that you get on all the, everything that, that Dan said. 
on that thing. Would you say it almost feels better? Like I feel like it almost it almost feels better than yes. the stainless steel. Yes, it does. I think so too. I actually don't think it feels more premium, but for some reason I think it feels better though. Yeah, I don't think it feels more premium either because of the weight. For right. me, just weight in my head, I have sort of maybe it's it's false, but I associate that with premium. And then the jump to the 12 Pro is such a minimal difference from the 12 to a 12 Pro that I don't see much value in it. The having it, and I'm somebody who uses the telephoto quite a bit. So for me, the only two phones that you should be considering are the iPhone 12 or the 12 Pro Max. Those are the two where you'll see the biggest difference, and I, I could justify and I could explain away the price. Uh, I sure. will say when Apple, when Apple announced the 12 Pro Max, they made it really seem like that thing had a five-time telephoto zoom on it. Mm. They used some, <laughs> they used some zoom language. Range. Zoom range. Yeah, five times zoom range. I'm like, awesome, five times zoom. That's great. I got the phone and it was like 2.5. I'm like, come on. Right. Yeah. <laughs> because it starts like, at 0.5 and it goes yeah. to 2.5. So it's five times I mean, range when you include it. the ultra wide. Apple's they, really they, good at that. Yeah. I mean, they knew what was up. But I, I use the zoom. I love the 12 Pro Max. For me, I think it's one of the most perfect phones. I like the new design. I like the squared off you know, the body. I like the color options. Battery life is stupid on it. It fits in my car charger in my car. 12 Pro Max is the phone. I'm playing devil's advocate right now. Do it. Fight me. Just, 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 for, just for the listeners, not for me. I would agree with pretty much everything John said for my own personal use case. Probably our second best guest of all time behind Dan, Sarah Dietschy. <laughs> distant, loves, dis- distant second. Yes. No way. <laughs> Sarah's way better. <laughs> Sarah loves her mini. And I think, so I did a poll on Twitter the other day. Because I had an inkling of how this would look and it kind of confirmed my suspicions. So obviously this is just my followers. So this is not a, a, a poll of the world. But most people, um, I said, when do you charge? Do you charge when your battery's low? Do you charge when you're idle? So like you're sitting at a desk, you're in your car, you're sleeping. Or do you only charge overnight? Most people said I charge when I'm idle. So if I'm, if I'm sitting at a desk, I'm plugging in. If I'm in my car, I'm plugging in. So I feel like with that kind of answer... Most people, unless you're on the go all the time, most people, if you're sitting at a desk or you're driving around, they're plugged in. So battery life isn't just a, a measure of here's where I start my day and how long can I go until my, my phone dies. It's more I start my day, I take it off the charger, I drive to work while I'm driving, I plug in, I get to work, I plug in at my desk, I go to lunch, I unplug and I'm using my phone. So that's why that's where I was thinking battery life may not be as important when looking at the measure of just how long does it take me to get from 100 to zero without ever plugging in the phone? What do you guys think about that? Yeah, I get what you're saying. I mean, by the way, that's terrible battery practice. For sure. If you're listening to this and you're one of those people and you're wondering why you have to buy a new iPhone every year and a half because your battery's (laughs) trash, that's the reason why. That's what it is. Do not charge as much as you can. Do not do that. And do not fully charge all the way up, but that's, I mean, it's just hard to not to do because you, you want to have that battery life for that moment. So I, I get it. Like, I understand that it might not be, I personally fall on the side of, I do not charge until I go to bed. Mm, so I need okay. something that can, that can last all day. Interesting. Interesting. I charge when I feel like I'm going to need the battery at some point so like if i'm at 40 percent and i know i'm going out i'll plug in for 15 to 20 minutes fast charge get back up and then it was the pro the pro the standard pro 
seems like that's kind of the odd one out for most people. Now, my wife has a standard pro, and I think that's where we might forget about some people out there. Some people may say, you know what? I want the six gigs of RAM. I want the better performance. I want the better camera, but I have small hands. So what option do and I have? Like what, we, what we said was generalizing, right? Like your wife is yes. using that camera like for, for her work. All right. The correct. Correct. I mean, so like, okay. So like, yeah, there, there, there's an option there, you know, but from a general standpoint, and even then I'd, I could probably argue she's an probably outlier. better off with the better, better off with the pro max, you know, assuming she could deal with the size. Uh, I do just want to throw it back quickly to your mini thing about, Oh, I can just charge it throughout the day. That's not an excuse for bad battery life. <laughs> that's yet that's you having to change what you do to suit your phone i think a phone should change to suit you instead of the other way around i shouldn't have to think about charging my phone that's if a fair I'm not point doing anything in, if i'm not doing anything insane on my phone like if i'm playing three hours of games or watching four hours of video yes that's on me phones are not meant to do that day in and day out and still last you through the day right but if you're just using your phone generally as a consumer you shouldn't have to think about charging it every day, like charging it every couple hours. You should think about it's charged at, when I wake up in the morning, when I go to sleep at night, I don't care what it'll have on. It'll have enough that I've got me through the day. That is a fair point. Um, it is. I would say, I think though, people aren't changing their behavior to the phone. I think they're carrying over. They've never not stopped that behavior, if that makes sense. Sure. So they just no, I, continue. I, 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 I hear that. And therefore don't have as much of an issue. Like making changes, I guess, or or accepting sort of limitations for a size is not something that I'm willing to do. So maybe, so maybe my, my that's coming from my own perspective, right? I like that. If I, you know, carried a purse or I wore pants and maybe I couldn't fit a bigger phone and then perhaps that would be something that I would, you know, consider difference. But uh, I'm still standing by my point that the 12 or the 12 Pro Max are the only two phones people should consider. Yeah, you're right. 12 and 12 Pro Max. I mean, I don't know. There's... Like I said, for most people, you could probably not get the 12 Pro and just be fine without that extra camera. But I know that the Pro stigma, like just being like, oh, I've got the the best of the available options. I know for a fact, actually, I feel, I've actually helped a person. A friend of mine asked me, hey, 12 or 12 Pro. And I'm like, all right, what are your use cases? He told me he's a prime candidate to save that $170 yeah. prime candidate. And he's like... I'm just going to go with the pro. I'm like, you're just doing it because of the name. Like that's just yes. what it is. And I just think there's a lot of people that are going to do that. So, and that's why the 12 pro max is probably going to be one of their better sellers. I wouldn't be surprised even though it's massive. That is actually really interesting. Cause I was thinking, so typically every year with the exception of one year, every year where Apple has had multiple phones, the least expensive phone is always the top seller. This year, they threw in the mini wrench and they have more separation on the pro side. And I was wondering, which, what's going to be the best? What are we thinking is going to sell better? Will it be the cheapest, which would be the mini? Or are more people going to want the more standard size and the 12 will actually beat out the mini, even though it's more expensive? I think it's going to be the 12. I think, I think 100% is going to be the 12. Yeah, I agree. There's no reason, and especially when you're financing this, it's like an extra $3 to get a 12 and have a little bit of a bigger screen. That's not comically small sometimes and get that extra battery life. And I, I, I think it's going to be the 12. I feel like, I feel like this is just an inkling. I feel like it's going to be the mini, 
And I feel like that only again going to cost, going to cost, (laughs) going to cost. The 12 is 829. Last year's 11 was 649. So it's a big jump. The 11 last year was the best selling smartphone in America, uh, I believe in the world, actually. So it's such a big jump from 649 at the entry level where the mini is much closer to that. Even the mini is a little more expensive than that, actually 729. So that that's the only reason I'm saying that is if people are just like, I want whatever the new iPhone that's out here in the 2020, 2021 year, I just want to get into that. I just want to buy what's there. I want to spend as little as possible to get what, you know, to get the new hotness or will they spend the extra hundred? That's we'll see. We'll see. I don't know. A year from now, we'll know the answer. Do we know how many people actually buy their phones outright compared to finance? It has to be significantly higher with financing, right? Yeah, I would assume so. I I think so. So I wonder if this doesn't like we spent all this time talking about it. And I wonder if it just doesn't matter. It's just because it it literally is a difference of. It really is just a difference of, you know, three to five dollars between <laughs> the, the mini and the in the 12. I mean, if you're looking at the mini to the pro max and there's probably like a twenty five dollar difference and that's significant. But between the two, the next level, if you're already looking at one and you're going to the other, there's it's not that much of a difference per month. Yeah. And I think most I people you. who upgrade every year do the daily, you know, the yearly upgrade program or whatever. I wonder if they even just don't even bother looking. True. True. Well, Dan, thank you so much for joining us this week. Thanks for for coming on. Thanks you for having me. And and blessing our listeners with your expertise and your presence. You're very welcome. We've only gotten through just a little bit of Apple's Q4, so we'll have even more next week. It's been a big quarter, but we're back. We're back now. We're not taking any more extended breaks. Again, Dan, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Dan. No problem. Thanks, guys. And that is it for this edition of Geared Up. Thank you so much for listening. Of course, you can catch John and I on YouTube. I'm at youtube.com slash gear live. And John is at youtube.com slash John for Lakers. Feel free to head over and subscribe to our channels to stay up to date on all the latest tech. Speaking of subscribing, you can subscribe to Geared Up in your favorite podcast app if you haven't done so already. Just search Geared Up. That's two words, not one in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Pocket Casts, Overcast, or really wherever you choose to listen. If you like what we do, please consider leaving us a rating and review. It really helps other people find the show. Geared Up is a Gear Live podcast, and you can see more from us at GearLive.com. Thank you so much for listening. For John Rettinger, I'm Andrew Edwards, and we'll catch you in the next episode.